What's going on, everybody? I'm bringing on the LSNW team, which consists of Trey Schumann, Jordan Myers, and Lamont Narcisse. All of us are former or current Division I football athletes, and we've just really grown close to each other over the past couple years, so just excited to have them on the show. It's great to have you guys on. Uh, Jordan first started us off, and can you give a quick rundown of who you are, where you're originally from, what position you play, and uh, maybe let's just, what's your, what was your major? What's going on, you guys? I'm Jordan Myers. Uh, I am from Dickinson, Texas. It's a little bit outside of Houston, Texas. Um, and I, I guess the major in economics uh, and had a business minor for my undergrad. And then now currently I am uh, pursuing my master's in accounting. Uh, I guess the reason uh, I ended up being at Rice was, you know, in high school I had, you know, a couple offers, but just Rice seemed to be the best option in terms of not only being able to play uh, Division One football, but, you know, get the best education and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, that pretty much boils it down because um, I'd really say that's that was the biggest thing for me growing up was just making sure that I got a good education because – at the end of the day, you know, football ends eventually, and, you know, you want to ensure that you, you your life set up past that, you know, so. Yeah, that was really good, man. And Lamont, you want to take it up next? Yeah, so I'm Lamont Narcisse, currently going into my junior year. Uh, major will be business. Uh, I'm from, originally from Pasadena, California. I ended up going to high school in Calabasas, California. Uh, the position I play is cornerback, and yeah. Basically, like, you know, growing up and stuff, I've always had a plan of, you know, education first, football second, you know, because you have to think long-term, you know, long-term money is all through education. You know, NFL is usually short-term because, you know, the average league span is, you know, what, five years, you know, just getting through that first read contract and stuff like that. So, yeah, my dad always pushed education first. Yeah, it's really good. Trey, you want to take it next? Yeah, what's up, guys? Trey Schumann. I'm from Burleson, Texas. It's about 15 minutes southwest of Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, about 45 minutes southwest uh, of Dallas, Texas. Um, I majored in economics and managerial studies with a minor in business, and I'm currently uh, pursuing my MBA uh, with a focus on investment management. I played defensive end, and the way I got to Rice was similar to these other guys, and I think similar to most of the guys that go to Rice. Um, my family definitely had an emphasis on education growing up, and so they didn't want me going to an institution that didn't value education because they know how important it is to have something to lean on after that football career ends. And so it just seemed like the best of both worlds, FBS football, where you get to play some big competition, but a world-class degree as well. So. It really just worked out nicely that Rice was the place I ended up. Yeah, for sure. So everybody can uh, just interject now. And I, I do want to do this real quick before we t- start talking about Let's Start New Wealth LLC. You know, that's our vending machine company. Um, but first, I want to hear your guys' favorite memory from being a football player at Rice University. Uh, I'll I, I go ahead and go. I'll probably say my favorite just because of the, the, the experience was about like a week long. Um, we had the, the, the opportunity to travel to Sydney, Australia, my sophomore year. So I was like 2017 and we pretty much went there and treated it similarly to like a bowl game. Um, we ended up showing up on like Monday and stayed and played on a Saturday. 
uh, wish things definitely ended a little differently towards the end, but <laughs> but we had the you know it was just a blessed opportunity just to get outside of the country that I honestly probably would have never been been put in that position if it wasn't for football. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know, that's a 15 hour flight. Uh, we got you know nice plane, first class, you know TVs and. It was, it was just a really, really cool experience. We got, you know, see the opera house, you know, stuff that you see on TV. So I was just really blessed and thankful for just that opportunity. For sure. Lamont, you want I guess to I go next? Yeah. You know, I just went through my first season at Rice. Uh, I wouldn't have had my best memory yet, but I guess I can say the UAB game last year. That's probably one of, like, a, you know, our biggest, biggest wins. I, you know, I didn't contribute the most, but, like, you know, I was just there and I was excited to be there, you know. First season, you know, first college experience and stuff like that with that win. So, I guess I would say that's our, you know, that was my biggest, biggest thing. Uh, uh, obviously, Sydney was a pretty memorable one. UAB game, Marshall 2020 was big. But if I'm going more of an experience, like an unforgettable experience, similar to Sydney when we played Hawaii in 2019, 2018. Yeah. yeah, we played Hawaii in 2018. Um, that was my sophomore year. And just for those you don't know, when you play Hawaii, you get to go about three days early. And one of the best parts about that is you don't adjust to the jet lag. So that first night you wake up um, probably about 5 or 6 a.m. And I don't think breakfast was until 9 or 10. So I just had hours to go explore and you stay right on the beach. So. Got to go out and explore the beach and have a good time. Obviously, wish that one would have ended a little different, too. It was a close game, but didn't love the flight. Didn't love the flight to Australia, but the actual experience when we were there was unforgettable. Yeah, For sure. No, those were – I mean, I wasn't a part of the Australia or Hawaii trip, but you guys always talk about how memorable those were. And I think yeah. what the biggest thing is is that, like, we all have been a part of a team, you know, like – playing at a high level, we've had ups and downs, and it's been really a ride, you know, from from Rice perspective, and Jordan and I now have graduated, we have no more eligibility, so we're kind of working on our next step where we've, we're trying to pursue to play professionally, but we're also working on our plan B uh, right now too, so I think the biggest thing is of why, uh, like I really want to bring you guys on is to be able to show athletes and specifically football athletes that working on your next step in life is so critical because your football um, lifespan, you know, quote unquote, is finite and you don't know when your day comes. You know, everybody has a date. We just don't know when it will be. So I really want to talk about what are some of the things that student athletes can utilize when they're trying to start a business? Um. I, I'd say the biggest thing that a student athlete can can really utilize is that. A, well, firstly, I, I feel like it boils down to how how much of uh, you have to take advantage of it while you're a student athlete is the ability to network. Like when you're a football player, people want to talk to you. Like people want to come up, and that's a great conversation starter. They're like, "Oh, like you play football? Like what position? Is that the other?" Yeah. Uh, and then you could just keep it going from there. You have, you have to put a little work in to, to keep those connections, keep those bridges. But just the fact that you're a student athlete, people want to talk about sports. People really enjoy people who go to college, you know, you know, 
sacrifice whatever they have to sacrifice in order to be able to play a, a, a collegiate sport like that. So creating those networks, utilizing those networks whenever you want to start business, asking those type of questions, like just make get putting yourself around other people who are successful. Because there's a lot of money, there's a lot of successful people that you'll run into as you go through your college career. But you have to also be willing to search for them and keep those bridges and connections as you go through. I think another thing that you can really utilize is like, I feel like we all know if we're all student athletes and everybody here can attest for it. There's a, there's a, another level of dedication and a grind that you have to implement in order to be a division one athlete. No, honestly on any level, cause you know, you're waking up 6am workouts, you're having to go to class, you're having to go to practice, you're having to make sure your, your meals are accounted for eating, you know, eating a certain amount of calories to maintain weight or lose weight or whatever. It's a certain level of dedication and uh, discipline that I think is a big one that you gain and develop over those years. And you could really just learn how to transfer those over into your lifestyle when you get out of football, when you get out of whatever sport you're playing, because that puts you on like, that, that kind of puts you ab- above the rest because you're like, oh, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? I can wake up at 5 a.m. and get to work immediately. You know what I'm saying? I can get, get you know, start, you know, working towards your business or whatever. Because most people, they're not going to wake up till like, 10, maybe 11. And they're still, you know, got to get a cup of coffee. They got to, you know, ease into the day. But you can wake up and immediately hit it and just be that further ahead of everybody else. And, and those days continue to stack up. And you, and you you pick up on that with football, but once you get to the uh, real world, you'll really start to notice that there as well. So, yeah. Man, that was actually cool. piggyback off Jordan. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I got it. Okay, yeah, to piggyback off Jordan and everything, accountability. Like, you know mm-hmm. what he was saying? I feel like that's one of the biggest things you learn in college football. You know how to stay accountable for things. Like, for instance, for example, you know, showing up to meetings, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes early, that's showing, you know, you're dedicated to this, you know, just like in your, you know, real life, like day job, you know, you show up early, you can't show up just right on time, to, you know, log into your hours and things like that, the box sees that, you know, you're not, you know, you might not be one, the one for the job and stuff like that. Another thing is too, you know, and you know, now day and time, I feel like building your brand is probably one of the biggest things for, you know, student athletes. Definitely, you know, why you're, you know, definitely why you're playing football. You know, a lot of people want to work with you. They see, you know, your social media might be booming, you know, on the, uh, or on the come up, you know, a lot of things. I feel like with the NIL deals and stuff going around, you know, a lot of uh, companies and stuff like that are looking for micro influencers and stuff like that to, you know, help their brand, you know, might build. And from there, now, now you're networking. Now you're having, you know, more people you know, more people to talk to and, you know, you know and uh, branch off with and stuff like that. And all that, you know, from college, you know, you learn your skills, you learn your life skills, and especially within football, you learn a lot, a lot of life skills. So I feel like, yeah, the athletes really need to take, they need to take uh, consideration into that, you know, starting businesses during, you know, college or after college. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, and I think, we're a perfect example of that is utilizing your teammates and the people surrounding. I think 
that one of the best things you can do to build a team is to find people who are like-minded and who make up for your own deficiencies. Um, just like how we are, each one of us has our own role or the things we're good at, but at the end of the day, our work ethic is what finds us and what helps us build what we started this idea, started talking about it in March and May, we started getting things rolling and now we are, here we are with deals on the mound, like just kind of rolling, honestly. And so it's the biggest thing and you don't even have to stay within your own sport. It's finding, finding those like-minded people, those other athletes, whether they play with you, they play before you, they play another sport at the school, they play uh, the same sport at a different school, whatever it is, find those people who have that same mentality of just being able to grind like Jordan Lamont talked about and just keep going when, when honestly other people won't and when other people aren't willing to. That's the biggest thing is being able to utilize those people around you who you have identified and aligned with. That's, that's really good. You guys just gave so many uh, takeaways just for – athletes even just to use for their own sport like these are all things like you said jordan and all you said like these are transferable things that will help you later on in life and so that's so key so now quickly we're each gonna talk about our role within the company so just like what are the you know main duties that you have and then uh just kind of expand on that real quick but i do want to mention real quick that entrepreneurs are truly go-getters so for everybody watching like you should want to be hungry and trying to soak up as much as you can so don't let a role necessarily limit what you are but anyway for the purposes of this we'll talk about what we do because i'll keep it rolling too so my role is specific so me and lamont actually we're we work closely together um Right now, my biggest role is to uh, just pretty much just inventory, keep track of inventory, have a system in place that allows us to understand what's being sold, what we have, expiration dates, things that, you know, what's top sellers, not not so good sellers. Like I'm, my job is to ensure that we are the most efficient at getting product in and getting product out. So a big thing I'm working on right now, and I definitely recommend this to anybody who wants to get into the business world is, um, you know, just getting real familiar with Excel. So like right now I'm creating a inventory counting system that, you know, that's, I try to make it as, as automated as possible to where like I am, you know, I input a couple numbers, like how many sold here, how many sold there, what we bought, and the rest of it kind of takes care of itself. Everything kind of rolls over and allows um, the you know numbers to be spitted out like the revenue uh, the cost of goods sold um, you know our profit you know for each month and that that also helps Trey whenever he yeah. he'll talk about his role in a little bit allows him to have like that those numbers for whenever he does his his part of the stuff and so like with me and Lamont like we work together for it Right now, I'm I'm probably doing um, in the sense of the the system because I want to make sure that it's a well-rounded system that we all can use. So I've been you know really focused on it, and then we have uh, well I'll let Lamont talk about what he does, but that's pretty much my sums up what I do. Gotcha. And yeah, me Lamont obviously uh, I'm the director of operations. Uh, like I like Jordan said, you know I work closely with him. As of right now, you know, he's working on his working on his system and everything like that. So once he finishes up, you know, he'll, he'll help me learn that, and which I will help 
track daily inventory, you know, make reports, give them to Trey. And also I'll be uh, soon working on a system and uh, how to stock the machine for the employees. Like once we start uh, getting employees and things like that. And another thing is um, I help, I help find, you know, like, I guess what's the best things for us to use, you know, that's uh, not that much in expenses. And like, for example, you know, maybe how, what's the best, what's the best route to uh, take to, you know, our, our um, vending machines and things like that. And what's, you know, what's the best cost efficient things to buy. So I'm kind of all over the place right now, but yeah, I'm getting at that. Yeah, um, so I, like, more formally, you could probably call me, like, a CFO, but obviously this is, like, a company in its infancy, and we're we're just all kind of grinding across the board. We're all out here searching deals. Obviously, that's Naeem's, like, forte primarily, but uh, my main responsibilities are financial statements, paying the taxes, which is a lot of fun, um, sensitivity analysis, pro formas, all that stuff, and I mean, Jordan already said it, Excel is huge. Like, honestly, I, I don't think you can be in the business world without knowing how Excel functions. So whether you have to, whether you're familiar with Excel or you just play around with it on your own or take Excel classes, um, it's it's definitely beneficial to know how it functions because it can make your life significantly easier. And it really puts you ahead of a lot of other people because not everybody knows how to use Excel. So if you go and you just talk to somebody, then or you go to a job interview or just something like that and they're like oh wow like you're really familiar with excel they see you you're, you're comfortable in it you can you can speak the lingo you can maneuver through it people really enjoy it. i don't have to sit down and teach you every single little step so if on the side if you have the opportunity take some excel classes just so you can get familiar with the under, like the lingo and just just how it all works because it's, it's a lot you may think oh i can type in a couple formulas i know excel now i mean like excel is detailed and it, it has a lot of really really cool stuff that you can learn and help you in your own business or even just if you go out to, to work or whatever yeah 100 percent. like excel is probably the like especially if you're going in the business world you gotta know excel like that's that's one thing or at least learn while you're on the job but i just want to talk about like my position so pretty much i would say i'm like the sales and marketing kind of in a way where I'm trying to find us locations primarily and then I also find vending machines so I'm reaching out to suppliers just trying to find what's out there what's available what's the most cost effective and one thing I've really learned is at first I feel like we kind of got snaked by some people so you're gonna you're gonna come into people where they're gonna try to sell you stuff um, and like I'll admit like I bit the cheese you know I ate the cheese and uh, but it's all a learning experience ultimately so you know we're growing over time and like now we've gotten in contact with like good people that are actually helping trying to you know expand our business and help us out so uh, just definitely be careful who you trust out there anyway so real quick do you have one piece of advice for anybody who's trying to start their own vending machine business besides the Excel because Excel obviously is Pretty big. Yeah. Um, I think I think it, it kind of just ties into back to what we were saying uh, in like the previous uh, answers that we had was just make sure you get a good network and good group of people around you because 
at the end of the day, nobody can do anything alone. You know, even if you have like, like you're going to come to a, a, a point in the business where you're going to be either stuck, have a lot of questions, maybe you don't feel good about doing certain decisions. And it, it's good to also have that like entrepreneurship, you know, mindsets where like, oh, I can just, you know, I can take care of it myself. But there's never, there's never an issue with reaching out and asking for advice, a little bit of help. You know, somebody could just point you in the right direction. But I think that's that's the biggest thing. Just don't don't make it to a point where you're dependent on somebody else's decision. It's more like I just need I need a I need a little a little bit of what their perspective, maybe what they think, and then in turn I can take that information and make my own decision for my business or for whatever you feel like doing. And just get yeah, and just pretty much just really creating those uh, connections and networks. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you should do a lot of research, you know, be well informed on what you're getting into, you know, vent, you know, uh, look up vending machine vendors, you know, follow them on Instagram, you know, follow their tips, you know, I feel like just a lot of that, you know, just learning from that and remembering type of stuff would help you in this uh, business. For sure. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, um, this might be kind of a lame answer, but it's kind of something that ended up stabbing us in the butt a little bit was the sales and use taxes and all of that thing. Um, just knowing the legislation that surrounds vending machines and what you're required to pay taxes on, what you're not, uh, when you pay taxes, how you pay taxes, like all of that stuff. It, it, it seems small on the front end. And when you're, you're one to two machines deep and you're not making a ton of money, it is small, but you want to have like a pretty good grip on all that stuff. So about if you grow your business to be much larger, then you want to already know how to uh, handle all these things. So you're not overwhelmed trying to pay taxes on 15 different machines and you don't really know what you're doing. For sure. And I want to add, and I think this is really important just in life in general. I feel like you should always try to find like an old head that's been through the business that knows the business. And that's something that we've came in uh, contact with. Like, gotten really close to a guy that is older and he's getting out of the business and he wants to teach us the steps in the business how you scale how you know everything like that because i feel like a lot of you know not necessarily that instagram and stuff is bad like like there is a lot of good information out there but there's a lot of people that do it for the clout that don't really do know what they're actually doing so definitely be careful because we definitely don't know everything that's going on, but we've learned so much in this last three months and we're ready to hit the ball, you know, hit, hit, hit the ground running. So anyway, last thing before we get to the exit interview, personally, what is your long-term goal? And this is personal, not business, not business. Okay. So personally, long-term goal, okay. So we spent it in like 10 years. Yeah, like five, five to 10 years. Were you, yeah. Five to 10 years, okay. So I get within the five, next five to ten years. Um, personally, I want to you know start my journey towards you know financial freedom. I'm sure you know on Nine podcast he talks about it a lot, but it's a big deal, man. Like <clears throat> not having to waste your time in order to you know just to be able to, to live. You know what I'm saying? Having that financial freedom is big. So I think for me, my my the vision I have for you know obtaining that financial freedom is definitely real estate. Um, make it, sh- but I also feel I need to have a normal like nine to five job in order to gain capital to help me 
invest in that type of stuff because you need money, initial money to invest in things like that. So within the next five to 10 years, I want to have a nice, stable job, making a good income. Um, but on the side, I want to be building towards uh, a good real estate portfolio. So I say within like five years, I want to have at least, I definitely want more than this, but at least two houses, just depending on how everything's going. But definitely by that 10 year mark, I want like upwards of like seven to, you know, 10 houses. Yeah. That's or great. just 10 doors. Let me say it like that. I feel like that's a better term. Right? 10 doors that allows me to, to, to get some type of cash flow coming in on side and then just keep scaling from there. Yeah, that's good that you added because really I've been uh, interviewing a lot of just athletes recently. So I haven't really been hitting the financial like freedom, financial literacy piece as much. But this is something that I feel like is important to touch on. So I appreciate you bringing it up. I got you, dog. I got you. <laughs> For me and my long-term goals, you know, five to ten years, uh, you know, I'm, I want to go to the NFL, you know, if that's possible, if, if I may be, you know, God, God, you know, help me out there. And uh, really, I'm thinking about going to law school. I want to go to law school, become a corporate lawyer. That's always been one of my dreams since high school. You know, me and my dad talked about it. And from there, you know, just having that, that law degree and that, that, that degree right there, that would help you open many doors with, you know, anything I want to get into. You know, I still haven't necessarily found, I guess, my my role and, like, my passion once I get out of college because, you know, I still have years, some years to, you know, think about it and internships to take. But I feel like being a corporate lawyer and being on that business side of things I have many opportunities ahead of me, and from there I would, you know, obtain that. Also, I want to have assets as in, you know, dip, you know, dip into real estate and build a portfolio there. You know, it's just really just building my empire, you know. Like, you know, later on in life, I just want to be a boss, you know. Like, you know, do what I got to do in life. So, honestly, it's just, like I said, just building my empire. It's going to take time, but, you know. I just got to stay level-minded and keep, you know, keep grinding. Pounding the rock, man. Pounding the rock. <laughs> control, control the clock. Um, play great defense. Um, but for me personally, uh, five to ten years, you know, obviously we're all pretty young guys. So I'd say in the, in the next next five years, obviously, um, I'll probably get into some sort of, I wouldn't say entry level because luckily I'll be graduating with my MBA, but some some associate level role, um, whether that's analyst, whatever, in a real estate firm, so I can really learn the ropes. And I'd say on the back half of that, towards the later ten years, I, I want to start making those steps kind of towards what Jordan's doing, working on real estate because I want to be a I want to let's call it retire from a traditional nine to five by the time I'm thirty five. I want to be doing my own thing. You know, obviously there's the uh, uh, the idea that when you retire that young that your life gets easier. But retiring from nine to five just means I'm not working for someone else. At that point, I would be working for myself, whether that's with these guys in the vending machine, um, whether I have other ventures on the side. I have some ideas rolling in my head that I won't, I won't spit out because I don't want anything stolen yet. But yeah, by 35, I, I, I don't expect to be, you know, putting on my... Uh, slacks and a dress shirt to go give someone the rundown on some data. I don't expect to be showing anyone any pie charts anymore. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like 
I feel like this internship that I've had has really opened up my eyes. Now I'm very grateful for it. Um, I've definitely, you know, learned a lot, made good money too. But I've realized like I want to be my own boss. Like I want to work for myself because like I'm a go getter. I feel like I want I want to take that chance on myself. So I'm glad that you guys brought that up. Um, since we're running out of time. What's your favorite book or podcast? And then right after that, this is going to be fun. Use one word to describe the most important thing in order to be successful. Like maybe like hard work you could use this too, but like try to try to keep it short. My favorite book. Or podcast. Yeah, you got to pick podcast. Jordan can't read. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So I, I'd say my favorite podcast Right now, it's definitely, you know, Elevated Edge. <laughs> that's, that's a great one. More. It, it, it has, not how many people has all this type of uh, this knowledge that's just getting out for free like this. And the fact that I'm on here as well, like, appreciate you allowing me to be on here. Hey, again. two-time guest, too. I forgot to yeah, mention that. Yeah, You're a so, two-time guest. Yeah, yeah always, always appreciate being on here, man. Uh, you know, just being a part of what you're building. I think it's it's awesome. Just because not only is it free, you know, but it just it, it, it could really help propel somebody who's maybe you know sixteen, and then you know they have that that they have a lot of time ahead of them just mm-hmm. to 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 surpass us by the time they're our age. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think that's really dope. And I say the the one word I'd use that you need is uh, definitely dedication. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry, not even dedication. Discipline. I think discipline is the biggest one um, because not every time you can't always rely on motivation, and that, this goes for anything in life. You can't rely on motivation because a lot of motivation a lot of times is going to die out. But are you disciplined enough to still wake up, you know, early in the morning and, and get to grinding, even though you don't feel good that day or you, you, you're just not feeling it? You know, do you have that discipline that allows you to 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 keep you know pushing past everybody else and keep you know? Keep your head down. That's Keep really going. good. And I appreciate you mentioning that because I feel like, you know, you, you've at least, you know, you three have been along the journey that I've been created, you know, Elevated Edge. Like it started out as the Greenlight Real Estate Podcast. Now it's my own thing, you know, and like I'm really trying to target football athletes that are in college and like professionals. So like I feel like I've really been able to build along the way. I've learned a lot. So I, I really hope that people out there are actually, you know, gain good you know, information from this content because, you know, it's free and I enjoy talking to guys like you that are like-minded. So, Lamont, go ahead, take it away. Okay. Uh, I would say my favorite book is Relentless by Tim Grover. I read that book twice so far. It's really just, you know, helping you with your mindset. You know, he talks a lot about, you know, your mentality of, you know, being hungry. The, the word he always uses is a cleaner. So, you know, he was a trainer of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. And many other greats and he considered them to be cleaners somebody that was disciplined somebody that was always you know tunnel vision always wanted to get to their goals and stuff like that and nothing could literally literally phase them or bring them out of their element when it's you know it's go time when it's clutch time you know he has to make that you know, that jump shot or anything like that so i would say you know every time it comes around like fall camp or you know i just need to get my my mental right i read that book so you know, shout out to Tim Grover there. Uh, you said one word. I would say student. Student because, you know, you should always be, you know, hungry to learn. You can never learn enough. Um, you know, just be a student of the game of anything you're doing in life. And then that's how you 
you know, become a teacher at one yeah. at one point of life. So, yeah, honestly, yeah, just you know, be hungry for that, and, and that's it. That's good. Trey, take it away. Yeah, I'd say for me, uh, I'll go podcast. The Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast is a pretty good one that I, I like to listen to every now and again. Um, those guys definitely put it together, and and they make things simple and they make things fun. So I think it can get caught up in a lot of like podcasts that deal with financial freedom that can seem dense and boring but they keep it light and they keep it learnable so that's yeah. definitely one that I go to pretty often and then I would say the word I would probably take is resilient um, there are going to be a lot of times where stuff does not go your way when you start a business and it's very easy to just be like ah, this is hard like I don't want to do this anymore and kind of let your sunk costs just take over and move on but at the end of the day, you gotta be resilient. If someone messes you over on a deal, or, or you mess something up, or something doesn't go as planned, you know, you have to you have to keep trucking and keep going because nothing's gonna work a hundred percent how you plan it, and nothing's gonna be perfect. It's just never gonna happen. For sure, y'all y'all dropped a lot of knowledge today. I appreciate y'all boys. I love y'all boys, man. Like y'all are my homies for life. So uh, just you know, appreciate y'all coming on, dropping this knowledge. So all the athletes out there, like, <clears throat> you can use this information to be successful at your sport. Like, no doubt, chase your dreams, try to go to elite, do all that. But at the same time, think about plan B because it is important. Like, that's something that I feel like is really overlooked and not enough athletes, whether it's NIL deals, whether it's you just working on side hustles. Like, that stuff should inspire you because really you don't want to work for somebody your whole life. Like, I, I mean, you might, but, like, I don't. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, Appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, make sure you guys reach us on Instagram at LSNWLLC. That's our Instagram page. We're dropping content on there. I'm going to do a lot more. So, guys, uh, feel free to reach us there. And then for my personal accounts, they'll be in the show notes. So all the book recommendation podcasts and uh, links to us are going to be in the show notes. And appreciate y'all listening. Like, subscribe, comment, hate, whatever, man. Uh, y'all take it easy. <laughs> 